I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jam Brother Dave and Super Dave. Happy podcast date. Hi, morning, everybody. everybody. Good morning, team. Jim, you were eager to say the pledge. Why don't you kick it off for us? I was, but I almost <laughs> couldn't get through that yawn there, Jim. Holy oh, smokes. Uh, I pledge, pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States, States of America, America and, and to the republic for which, for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What is that all about? Brother Dave, why do people feel they need to get in a rush? <laughs> it is just funny when we've it's had like a, a few guests, right? Yeah. That, I did that on purpose, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, good question. And then it doesn't feel like they fall in sync. <laughs> right. Right? It throws us off. What do they call it when a doctor hits your knee to see your Reflex. Oh, it's like a weird reflex. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, let's uh, get into the trucker prayer. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all our family members that are ill. We pray for Rico and his uh, battle with cancer, that he is victorious. And we pray for Manny V, that uh, he keeps fighting a good fight with his back problems. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That was a good one, Jim. Thanks. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs. It is just Dave White's and his brother Jim's. (laughs) And Super Dave's. And jams. And jams. <laughs> well, if you won't say it, I'm going to say it. not going to let him off the hook that easy. Right. I am not opinionated, so <laughs> let's just be clear. Episode 89, a.k.a. the Ron Bugler episode, had 470 downloads. We are at 41,000.6 or 41.6 thousand downloads, and we are at 206 followers. If you listen, I need four people that listen to the podcast to hit that follow button so we could be at 210 next week. Yeah. You know, if you listen every week, just hit the follow button and we'll be at 210 and I'll feel good about this podcast and myself and the other men in this room. I was just, I could hit that, but do I follow or do I make them? You right? make them. I mean, yeah, if you, that would be a skewed, that would right. be like making a Facebook post and then liking it. Right. There you go. But you, but you have to follow it. Otherwise you don't get notification. If you so follow like, it, you get notifications. Right. So right. obviously when I'm not here, like as in next week, ah, I won't f- get notified when it comes out. I mean, clearly I do because I get the JFW email, right? Right. But, I mean, but you're a follower. Yeah. Right. 
I'm a follower. I believe. Man. <laughs> He's come along. I, I guess I'm a non-believer. Man, Paco's going to be calling me up on that one, too. <laughs> I believe. Brother Dave's come a long way from episode one because he, he, <laughs> he really, was not a believer. He did not believe. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I got to go. It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> we, we could take him anywhere now and get him to drink the Kool-Aid. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny. That is. Well, it's time for the dad joke challenge. I got one now, but then I'm going to throw one in later during the celebrations. But my first one is, what does the one flower say to the other flower? Do you want to pollinate? Ooh. No. <laughs> I don't know. How's your color? I don't know. <laughs> How about, hey, bud. <laughs> oh, That man. is a good one. <laughs> man. Well, I'll follow up just because that was a little naturistic, right? Okay. So, uh, what does a bird's ringtone sound like? Tweet, 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 tweet. You're close. Yeah? You're close. Wing, wing. Wing, wing, wing. wing. All all right. If we're staying with those, then (laughs) let me see what mine was here. Uh, What did the triangle say to the circle? You'll never be something. A square, or you'll never be pointed, or don't <laughs> be was, a square. <laughs> that's really close. You're pointless. Oh, you're oh, pointless. pointless. Oh, oh funny. boy. Yeah. Boy. Well, I have a series of one-liners. Save here. us, Dave. <laughs> well, I hope so. So these one-liners are, are, everybody will understand them. So did you know it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool? than to speak and remove all doubt. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's people... That's awesome. (laughs) uh, There's people that say the best feeling is love, but I think that finding a toilet when you have diarrhea is better. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. And the other day I went for a walk with a girl... But when she noticed me, we went for a run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Creeper David. <laughs> At, uh, oh, what what I, is it, Wan- Wanaka Lakes, David? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this man? <laughs> a little picture of Creeper David. <laughs> I think he's got diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can say that. Hey, I'm running because uh, I'm looking for a toilet. That was like, I read one this morning looking for one, and uh, it was about... I like going and seeing scary movies at the movie theater, but I like holding hands while I watch a scary movie. It's just the neighbors around me don't care for it much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Everybody's got a little creeper in them. Right? Not everybody. (laughs) Everybody. Everybody, Jam. What do you got, Jim? Man, I did. You already already did. It was really funny, (laughs) 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 Thanks. I just think you're pointless. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. New employees, Andrew Nonis. And I, I thought you were going to do another one. And the celebrations. Oh, yeah. okay. You'll All see right. why. All right. You'll see why. New employees. I don't understand. I don't, <laughs> you, you won't. You won't until you do. New employees, we got Andrew Nonis and Randy Martinez joined the fleet. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. Yep. Welcome aboard. Welcome to our killer dad jokes celebrations anniversaries mitch brenner three years tomorrow congratulations mitch way yeah. to go mitch way to go mitch he yeah. has the best trucker wave you ever see right yeah. 
He does. Yes. He just I'll tell you what, Mitch, flicks that wrist and holds yes. the fingers out right in the right way, just like he was. It's very animated. Up in a Peterbilt. Yeah, Mitch has become uh, Mitch's. Mitch's his his character, his persona is really part of the JFW. Like Mitch is Mitch is somebody I got to see every day. Right. You know, he's just yeah. He's part of the team. Love it. Birthdays. Speaking of mechanics, John Dean. His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday. And then uh, Andrew Gutierrez, his birthday's Friday. And then also Troy Holmes, his birthday is Friday. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, everybody. Yep. Family birthday celebrations. Lisa Colleen, her birthday is tomorrow the 20th. Happy birthday, Lisa. Happy birthday. And happy anniversary to Steve and Tilly Barnes. They had their three-year anniversary yesterday. And uh, happy anniversary to my wife as well. Our anniversary was on uh, Monday the 17th. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Happy anniversary jam. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'll throw this, I'll throw this dad, I'll throw the other dad joke in here now. It's not really a dad joke, but it is a joke from Steve Barnes in honor of his anniversary. He's got a really good sense of humor, this guy. Let's, so hope, anyway. his, let's hope his wife does <laughs> it. <laughs> well, that would be uh, Anthony Harper's daughter, so she has to have a good sense of humor, right? <clears throat> I came home from work last night, and my wife is sitting on the couch watching TV, yelling whatever shows, yelling at whatever show she's watching. I can tell by the slightly incoherent words coming out of her mouth she's on her third or fourth margarita. I go straight into the kitchen and put my lunchbox on the table. When I hear her empty glass shatter on the floor and she starts screaming at the TV, don't go into church, you moron. So I run into the living room and she's standing there in tears, clearly drunk. I say, honey, what's wrong? What are you watching? I ask. She pointed to TV and looked right at me and sneered, our wedding video. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought that was good. Ah, uh, let's see here. I thought it was better than you guys thought. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Troy Holmes' wife had uh, sent us a thank you card. She said thank you for the birth the birthday and uh, happy support anniversary gift. They are much appreciated. Also, thank you for supporting my husband and other drivers in the families. Wishing great success to the JFW team, Vicky Vetter Holmes. So, thank you for the thank you card. Yeah, Vicky. that was very nice. It is. Yep. Shout-outs, <clears throat> Ricardo Christensen, a.k.a. Rico. He wants to give a shout-out to Joanne and the JFW family. Hi, Joanne. I received my amazing gift today. I love all you guys at JFW. Please tell everyone I love it. And then, oh, go ahead, Jim. It, no, it was just a nice gift. It was a Yeah, Joanne yeah. kills yeah. it. At that. She just does, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. That's, why, that's why I was like, I can't, I can't see the picture. What is it? Because I knew it had to be badass right yeah right yeah. yeah just so well thought out i know that was in an email but <clears throat> she did a, a gift for uh, uh rick bowen our mhc kenworth salesman his son oh. graduated from college and i was like hey i just thought it would be nice can you do me a favor and send something and that was that was the extent of it right. she's like yeah take care of it send him a tablet rick made a point <laughs> he's like hey can i bring my son by uh, and i'm thinking yeah you know, I just I wasn't putting two and two together right. right, and the whole purpose of him bringing his son by was to thank him for the gift. Uh-huh. And he opens up this gift; it's in a leather case. It goes on your belt, and and it's an engineer's compass. 
Oh, wow. right with with this piece that unlocks and folds out, and it this it's this metal, not just a directional compass, but an engineering compass, right? And I mean, it was just it was the coolest freaking thing. And then I forget what inscription she had inscribed on the back of it. Wow. And uh, he was like, "Thank you so much." And I said, "You know, you're very welcome." But, uh, you know, I can't upstairs. take any credit for this whatsoever. I'm just the guy that said, hey, Joanne, can you do this for Jim and I? Right. And, I mean, she just knocked it out of the park. Wow. And it just, yeah, it's just so cool to have someone that is so capable of, of taking care of us yeah. in those moments. And it's just incredible. So thank you, well, Joanne. Nice job, Joanne. My birthday is April 7th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're pointless. <laughs> There's something in my ghost energy drink, I swear. I'm feeling kind of froggy. All right, let's see. Uh, Rico or Rico Christensen also wanted to give a special shout out to Veronica Ariola. She actually called to check on him, and that just really meant a lot to him for somebody from the fleet to actually take the time out of their day and give him a ring. So. We encourage that. You know, it's always good to, uh, you know, talk to the sick and people that are mourning or hurting or stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to sometimes just to take that time because it's just not, you know, they're in your thoughts, but they're not on that to-do list. Yeah. You know, it's, right? it's a tough. Or you'll yeah. get to it or, oh, I should call that person yeah. later or yeah. I should really do something, you know. Yeah. So, But the thought's there. Yeah. It's always but, there. It's just the. But Veronica, she sprung into action. Yeah. Done it. Yeah, right? Fantastic. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Medigula. Yep. Yeah. Next thing, she's <laughs> going to bring him a, like a big cake or some burritos <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. She cooks for everybody. Yeah. 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 Brother Dave, you had a shout out for Manny. You had uh, brought that up. I did. Yeah. We just, you know, Manny's been out of the picture with, with uh, uh, he had a back surgery. Gosh month and a half ago two months i mean it's been a minute it's been a while yeah and i guess you know every day jim and i you know we park and a chevy pickup pulls in and it just reminds me of manny you know none are nearly as nice as his or as clean or anything does such an amazing job with that and i know he's got a baby on the way and and home and you know got a lot going so manny i wish you the best we miss you i I hope you get back soon and i understand you got some challenges and stuff and we just hope everything works out yep Yep, we're here for you and your family, and we think about Kim and Felipe all the time. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Dispatch wanted to give uh, Fred Powell a shout-out for doing an outstanding job and just getting it done while Rob White was out. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. I I ran into him a couple different times, and he was busy dispatching or getting with the guys and stuff like that, and always just a good attitude. Yep. You know, how you doing, bud? That kind of thing, and you know, it's just good, good stuff to see him do that. And he did a great job. Yeah, yep. and he was really throwing a curveball there late. What was it? <laughs> oh yeah, Saturday, Friday into Saturday. And was it Friday? I thought it was all I happened it was like Saturday, Saturday but, but I mean, he had it lined out Friday, yeah. and then it all changed. Yeah, I mean, we were being he asked. Was, he was going to be off Tuesday. You yeah, know what I mean, Rob yeah, was supposed yeah, to be back. And yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a lot. Yeah, and I mean, he covered everything. We didn't even know the material was going to come out of Florence for Union and. You know, they were talking about coming out of Laramie and then, oh, can we get some out of Irondale over here? And then the next thing we know, it was like GCC Pueblo and then poof, just out of the blue. No one even talked about it. Okay, you need to go to Wholesome Florence. It's like, whoa. So, yeah, he scrambled, added trucks and just covered everything 
like it was just another day in the office. So Sweet. good job, Freddie. Yep. And congrats to Rob White. Thanks for yeah. coming back. And yeah, it's good to see you be back. And congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. He's a changed man. Yeah. But somebody mentioned, and I guess I'll have to clarify. Well, I won't see him today. So is he married for real? Is it legal? Because someone told me he just it was that was a wedding, but it wasn't the wedding. It wasn't like documented. Oh, so oh I thought not? it was the wedding. So did I. So did so, I, because I told him congratulations I, yesterday. I, I did too, yeah. I, for, I, I heard it. It was like outside the office, scuttlebutt, while he was there. That I think it was, I don't want to put words in somebody's mouth. I just thought I heard him talking to someone in dispatch. When are you going to do it for real? Or something like that was kind of the word. Huh. Huh? So Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell, because I asked him what his secret to a successful marriage has been. <laughs> <laughs> it was like seven days. Yeah, right. Says it just works. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> so, do you mean they like didn't sign the marriage license? Because that's the only thing that would make it like nobody I think, there to officiate it. Or I something? think we're going down the wrong path here. We I just agree. Ask Rob. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was official. I mean, it was as official as you get. I mean, he that's what I thought. Years of planning and right, you know, mm-hmm. right. All that, yeah. I, they, it was big. It was yeah. a big deal to travel down there. All right. the wine they made. I mean, all the the Mickey Mouse outfits. Yeah, and yeah. Rob said it. It went off flawless. He goes, it was just absolutely perfect. <laughs> nice. oh, that's isn't good. that awesome when you can say that. I mean, I don't know many weddings that go off like that. Right? There's always a hiccup somewhere. Yeah, mine was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was. It was. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the guy with the pizza and his fly down. <laughs> well, he was trading for beer. <laughs> Is it perfect or just good stories? Well, I think, it's, memorable. I think it's what you make of it. Yeah. Right? It could be horrific, if right? You, and that's what you made of it. Yeah, so like, I think it's like what everything. you make of it. And yeah. If anybody knows Rob, he makes something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just, it's he's a pretty, pretty drama-free guy. It's yep. just how it is, and that's what we do. That's kind of how he goes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, he's mellow. Right? He's about as chill as it gets. Yeah, I have a little joke with him because, you know, he comes in and we're all like, hey. <laughs> Right? <laughs> so I was like, man, you just got to own the room when you come in just be like, I'm Rob White and I'm here to make your day better. <laughs> so he does do that on occasion. Oh, <laughs> funny. Oh, it's so fun. Big Country says, uh, I know I'm a week late saying this, but I wanted to give a shout out to Chili Dog. For stepping up and coming out with us bulkers and wanting to learn about bulking and asking so many questions. So nice job, Chili Dog. Yeah, that's good stuff there. Yeah, very yep. cool. Yep, that bulker division, man, they're 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 their own they're their own thing. Right. Know? And to get in there you gotta really kinda you gotta ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. or you're gonna get left behind. Bad bad things can happen. Yeah, too there's a lot of you, steps if you there. don't. Yeah. yeah. A lot of moving parts. Uh, Todd Dole mentioned last night, and I, I didn't share this with you guys, but Todd Dole mentioned last night uh, that he had the best day ever out of Morrison because they cleaned the mirror oh. under the bin. <laughs> nice. So uh. I actually got with Linda this morning, and I asked her to send an email to every aggregate industries email that she had, email address that she had to absolutely everyone. I don't care if it was the pit up north off 85 Obviously, Morrison, any dispatch, anyone we knew at AI, I said, uh, you know, can you can you send an email to them and thank them for cleaning the mirror? Because everybody needs to know what a big deal that is. Mm. So yeah, they clean that mirror like annually. 
That's do they? Maybe once Jim, a year. Jim I, made a joke with him, and he was like, Todd, I've worked here 40 years. I think that's the third time they've cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't clean it very often, that's no. for sure. No. Wouldn't it be nice if they did? Right. Well, it sure would be nice if they got rid of the water under the bin. That's been there for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that is a problem, though. It's just like Al said when he was on the podcast or spoke to us that he hates that dripping out of his own bin. Yeah. You know, he sees our hoods and all sorts of yeah. stuff. And, and it's just a, a problem. Yeah. At least at his place, we're not driving through it. We're driving under it, but we're yeah. not driving through it. Yeah. yeah. Not not a eight-foot deep pile, right? Right. Yeah. Man. So this is pretty cool. I think it's a big deal, but um, for those of you who don't know, George Pockeater, you've probably seen the JFW coloring book. I think we handed him out Christmas time for the kids, right? Was that Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Christmas. Yeah, yeah we did Christmas, the right. We did the adult one, right? That was or was it kids too? That was uh, the kids coloring book. Kids coloring book. You're right. Yeah, I gave it to my grandkids. Yeah, okay, because yeah, he's got an adult one. He's hope it wasn't an adult one. <laughs> don't give that to your grandkids. <laughs> It's just a coloring book, Jam. Oh. <laughs> right, right. It just has more detail in the pictures of the trucks. Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> wow. I thought it was like X-rated or something. Jeez. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> we're we're hand, ruining the good stuff. We handed out the kids' coloring book, right? I gave one to my daughter as well. She loved it. We colored in it. It's cool. Nice. Well, he took it a step further, and he's had some help. I know Ann helped him, but... I feel like George really did spearhead this project. I mean, he created all the, the illustrations, and he actually got the book put on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. and he has sold 11 JFW coloring books so far. Isn't that cool? That's that so really cool. cool. Yeah, it's a published coloring book on Amazon. Yeah. I think when he first put it on there, there was a little hiccup, and it was like Kindle or audio or something. Like, oh, yeah, wow. they thought it was an audio book, and then he said he got turned down one time. <laughs> Because being a coloring book, he didn't think of it, and Anne, I think, quickly corrected it. But the pages weren't numbered. Yeah. And oh, George yeah. kind of asked me about that too. He goes, "It's a coloring book. Do you number the pages? You know, it's not like you want to go back to page two no, and read a I, read a section." But that was just something they threw up there. Amazon required it. It's crazy because I've never once seen a coloring book that had numbered pages. I, yeah, they you just don't. You don't think of it, right? No, right. Yeah, do you remember Jam or one of you guys? Because I meant to look it up, and, and I know he said it, and I didn't want to. What's the cost of it? Seven ninety five. Seven ninety five. Perfect. Yeah, yep. we had some hits on Facebook. Uh, you know, we shared it on there. Guys, like oh, I'm getting two for my grandkids. But I just think, well, first of all, if you want to sell a coloring book on Amazon, it needs to be numbered. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, no, it was easy to fix. Yeah. Just, that's just part of the growing pains, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then I just think it's hilarious that they made it an audio book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it says right on the color, color on the cover, coloring book. Yeah. Mm, color right. by audio? Yeah, color by audio. <laughs> so does that mean they don't have this a This is a coloring book then. for the deaf and blind. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have a category on Amazon books for coloring books, right? I mean, oh, you I just, think? I'm looking at it right now. I yeah, went to Amazon and do. I typed in coloring books. I scrolled up. It's like the fifth one. Hmm. Yeah, so. I think it's the number one coloring book in its category. <laughs> 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 so, uh, trucking coloring book, you're number one. Right? Yeah. I mean, That's the cost big. has already went down. It's seven fifty now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> wow. But nice job, George. And he's super proud of it, you know, and he should be. 
I mean, I I'm, mean, how cool! He's selling something on Amazon that he illustrated. Yes, that's yep. the cool yes. part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, he is a published illustrator. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and he is coming out with an adult version. Apparently, it has coloring book. More detail, more detail <laughs> in the trucks. So, all right, little announcement here. Starting on Saturday, uh, July 29th, crews will close East 58th Avenue between Marion and Franklin and remove asphalt for trenches for extended electrical conduit bank work. We will not be able to access Plan 2 Franklin from 58th at all starting July 29th until further notice. Mm-hmm. I know the notes say July 22nd on top, but they pushed <coughs> it out another week. So there we go. So I think I, we did discuss a good avenue. So I think the guys are going to go down Washington and then cut across. I thought Washington's a street. I know. You said avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that street that cuts across though I can't remember what that is is 56th it's got to be 56th 55th something like that yeah 54th the left at Corvette Connection how's that yeah the bottom bottom of the hill basically yeah sweet on the avenue (laughs) that is an avenue (laughs) yeah yes yeah or depending on where you're coming from I mean the easy way to get there you know, from Fry's is to just get off on Washington, come up Washington to 55th, hang a right, and mm-hmm. and just go in that way, right? Or, you know, if you're coming with sand, just come in the back way and come down, you know, either Brighton Boulevard or get off, come down to York or whatever the case may be and work your way around. So yeah, more than one way to skin a cat. The key to that, though, is that 58th is closed. Yes. Just remember that. Yes. And not at Washington. It doesn't close until Marion, so uh, you can come all the way to that hill and be like, you, you oh, be, shit. Yeah, yeah. Screwed up. Yeah, because sure. I'm sure it's open clearly to get yeah, all to those serv- businesses. Yeah, service those businesses, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It's, it's, it could be a bit of a, a sticking point if you get down there yeah. and you're like, oh, man, this doesn't go through. So we'll know isn't, who's not listening to the podcast. Isn't coming. that every favorite? <laughs> Is that Monday? Monday every, morning? The 29th? Is yeah, that? 29th. I so don't know if two, that's a Monday. It's a week away yet. We can announce it. Every truck driver's favorite thing to do in the world Saturday. is to try to turn around. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? The 29th is actually a Saturday. Oh, so, so it'll be closed for Monday morning then. Yep. 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 Not, hey, just not to back good. up right quick, Jim, I was, beep, you know, we get, went beep. on to the... Uh, and that's on, on the avenue, backing up on the avenue. <laughs> Street. <laughs> Street. Um, I just had a shout-out I wanted to mention, and, and Veronica made me, when you mentioned Veronica calling Manny and stuff, is um, both me and Dave, and we got a lot of different flowers and cards, but a lot of the guys here and, and gals um, gave our condolences with the passing of Evelyn, and they were just really heartfelt, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody that, you know, did that and really appreciate that. I know, you know, Rob's been gone, and he stopped me yesterday and gave me a quick hug and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's, yeah. nice. it was it was really good. Thank you, everybody, and, and uh, she'll be missed. But, again, I've told lots of people it's, it's a blessing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good, though. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Ditto that, Jim. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. 
Linda uh, wanted to talk about the XBE notification. So when you get a notification that has been rejected, you will get a notification that the ticket has been rejected. You cannot upload slash correct the ticket until you get the rejection notification. Open the app and find the shift that the ticket is tied to. Click on the transaction link to bring up the ticket info. Click on the edit link to modify the details or upload a new image. Save the new ticket, then go back to the ticket info page and then click resubmit. This will put the ticket back in the pool of material transactions that you can approve. XBE is aware that the app will auto crop images with no way to modify the size. They suggest taking a picture from further back. I've seen pictures of the tickets propped on the steering wheel or attached to clipboards. A foot or so back might make the difference. So There you go. There it is. God, XBE sounds like Paycom. Ten, ten steps. To do one little thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's <laughs> good for Brandon. <laughs> it's helpful in that kind of stuff in the billing, but it's a little more difficult for all of us or the drivers and stuff. XBE is a Paycom of dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of steps. Huh. So does that mean we can tack on an XBE surcharge? (laughs) We'll have to. (laughs) Uh, Jim, this is something that uh, you and I dealt with and Super Dave last week. uh, And that was, I named it the often fuel (laughs) debacle. And what happened is, is we came in and we had supposed to get a fuel delivery the night before. We didn't. Called called often and find out the guy showed up but his pump wasn't working so he couldn't pump the fuel yeah truck broke down which we all get right we we break down too uh, kind of that smelt a little funny to me like oh yeah he was here but his pump didn't work <laughs> give me a break right well turns out it was true but anyway because <laughs> he showed up again yeah because we witnessed it the second time so but we didn't know we witnessed it right so the next thing that happened is often shows up all of our trucks left some of the guys had to go to yard 23 often shows up gets all set up you know we move on to other business and then uh we have a truck come in and says he can't get fuel so i come out i'm like trying to see what's wrong and I get jammed, we're looking, we think it's airlocked, we got all these things that were running through our heads. Oh, Jim looks at the fuel gauge, and we didn't get any fuel. (laughs) (laughs) But we swear we saw the often truck get (laughs) set up. The truck was there for 30 minutes, hoses out, me and you stand, stood there. I mean, we we saw the fuel delivery coming. Call often. How could we not have fuel? How could we not have fuel offerings here? And it wasn't the DEF truck. It was a a fuel truck. (laughs) Yeah, we even had that conversation, right? Yeah. So call often. Often says, oh, yeah, the guy had to leave because his fuel, his pump wouldn't work. Yeah, it was still broke. Right. So, okay, that makes sense. And they ended up coming back and we got our fuel. But what's wrong with that whole picture, Jim? Well, the I mean, in the middle of the night, which I don't know what time he was here, middle of the night. To me, the, the first thing is he didn't let anybody know that was here, hey, I'll be back. The, the, our shop had to be open, right. warm night, mechanics all over the place. Just say something to somebody. Hey, I can't deliver your fuel, right? Or, or, I'm, or they're dispatch. Uh, or dispatch or breakdown or, you right. know, even dispatch call one of us. I'm sure they got our numbers. Yeah. But, you know, then when me and Jam talked about it, 
we were out there that morning. We watched the fuel guy. We watched him talk on his radio. He was doing different stuff. And, and then he just left. So we thought we got fuel, you know. And what me and Jem talked about is all he had to do was say something. To, to us so that we knew, you know, find somebody. I, I, I doubt he knew any of us were who we were, but go, hey, do you know, I, I, I can't leave you fuel. Can you let your boss know or let the office know? Or, yeah, if they were at King Supers, don't you think he'd walk to the little shack and go, Hey, I can't. I can't hey, give you a fuel. Yeah, my truck broke. I gotta. I'm leaving. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't leave. I didn't give you any fuel. Yeah, it would be like somebody waiting for a load of I don't know golf course sand. They need it now. Yeah. And we yeah. show up, and then we just leave. <laughs> yeah. And the and the you know the reason me and Jam wanted to throw this in there or talk about it is I'm sure that situation happens with all of you out there. And and again, we talk about it quite a bit. Communication is so important. So if you have a problem on the job or something go on, communicate. Communicate with our dispatch. We'll call. Communicate with any one of the safety teams. Communicate with another driver. You know, that's the reason we asked to try to do it on the radios, not on the on the phone, all that stuff. And and then we were, you know, because I, I stood there and called trucks in after he left because right. I, I assumed. Yeah, you we need fuel, fuel, come on by. Right, yeah. Absolutely. So it was just a point me and Jam thought was important to throw in there that, you know, how many times do we do that to a customer and, and we don't even know it, yep. right? So, yeah, communication, you guys. Hopefully never. Right. Well, hopefully right. never. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Just I, was, mean I, I truly believe our drivers would let someone know and bigger than that, our dispatch. Yeah. Our yeah, dispatch exactly. would be like, hey, truck broke. We didn't get that load unloaded. Right. You know, we, we're going to be back because we got to get it unloaded. Right. Yeah. And the... The or middle of the will be short one load today. Or yeah, yeah. Something. Communication yeah. though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Middle of the night, let it slide a little bit. It's eight o'clock, seven o'clock when we were still standing there. Don't, when we don't you see an email though? At least so, you know, you know what I mean. Like hey, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get their load, and they have they can ping our tank. Well, they can because that's what I was like. Okay, <laughs> Jam's on the phone, you know, talking to him, and I keep interrupting him because I want to make sure I'm right. The truck was here. Yes. The gauge looks like it's empty, and I'm like, Jam, Jam, ask him what our GPS is. <laughs> like, ask him what our GPS is, and yeah. he's like, Hey, the the owner wants to know what the GPS says, and she goes, 200 <laughs> gallons. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we're empty. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the way I see something like that going down, or the way we would handle it, is oh. Somebody needs to call JFW when they open, like 5 a.m. Yeah, right. You know, or 4 a.m. or, you know, try it for They're not there because they have dispatchers there all night long. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. They've yeah. got a dispatcher call, there 24-7. Call and leave a message. Yeah. You know, something, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think it's a conspiracy. They hate us. <laughs> I smell a rat. And here's the thing is, I'm not saying that that load of fuel is more important than a load of rocks, but... It is. I mean, <laughs> it is you know, if we're, if we're delivering 20 loads of rocks somewhere and there's going to be late on one of them or the next day on one of them, they're not shut down. We need the fuel for our mm-hmm. trucks to go deliver mm-hmm. material. Like, yeah. It's a little bit more time sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also thought, too, when they said the pump was broke, Jam, I'm not sure how you test that when you're fully loaded with fuel right. to make sure it's pumping. You know, do you like fill a spill a lot? <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, little bit came out. You're good to go. See yeah. you, buddy. You know, or, no, or they fill don't it. want any spills, Jim. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's our fuel, right? So you know, we're going to be charged. You would hope for it. they've figured out a way to like hook up 
turn the pump on, but Re- it pumps back. Re- in the yeah, recycle it yeah. somehow. Yeah, exactly. Because I couldn't imagine turning on a pump and just putting it in a five gallon bucket. <laughs> yeah, go, not one okay, of those. Turn the pump on. Turn the pump off. Turn the pump off. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's something that just doesn't really break for often. Soup doesn't break very often for often. I mean, our PTOs <laughs> don't break very often. I mean, the 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 air might not. <laughs> operate the, the but the pump itself but the pump itself yeah. doesn't yeah. break yeah, yeah. maybe don't give me that look maybe i know they're what pump, i'm talking about maybe their pump didn't break but the air doesn't work to it right. yeah or the drive shaft well, those or are how mechanical it, those are a yeah. shaft yeah like how it's driven but what engages the shaft the pump it's attached to the transmission and what engages it because it doesn't run when it's going down the road yeah that's true yeah <laughs> it has it's to it's a wire just like it's ours pull cable what's the thing it's on top star. of the transmissions Hmm? What's the thing on top of the trannies? Gear oh, shift? MTM or the MTM did it. Uh, <laughs> broken MTM. It is, really a, it is really a gear shift on top of the transmission. It is, yeah. yeah. Fill me in, Dave. I need to ask you a question. Uh, you could probably tell me too, Jim, but Dave is the expert. You don't think I know? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we putting different transmissions in brand new trucks? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here, can I open something? A can, of, can of worms. I, I, need, I need some. I well, don't have anything. I, I saw the transmission sitting out there the other day, and then yesterday Chris was putting one of them in the brand-new truck right there. So I was like, what the heck? It's really not good, Dave, when you go out there and you go, well, that's $8,000, and that's $8,000. And we're yeah. like, why are there two of them, and we have a brand-new one out? Just like you're thinking, Dave. Yeah. It, it was funny. Okay, Dave, here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the DL, right? Yeah. So we need a truck that can go both ways. Yes. Yes. We need a truck that can run a blower and run an end dump. Ah. That truck will be able to. The reason we're having to change the transmission is it came with just a standard transmission. What I mean by that is they have an eight bolt PTO on the bottom, like all of them do. They don't. They don't make them anymore without it. You used to have to. Was it was it pack car or was it Detroit? Detroit. We had to wait a little bit for Detroit. Yeah, for the air bolt on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But pack cars came with it. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. that was the only option, Dave. So you could only run one. Like our our the single drive trucks, those transmissions, like a standard 13, 18, a ten speed, nine speed. All of those transmissions had two PTO capabilities. They all have an eight bolt on the bottom, and then those old ones had a six bolt on the side. And uh, a lot of the people who ran blowers or like the fuel guys, they all ran the six bolt on the side because it was easier to get the shaft out of the side of the transmission and come up and run a shaft to a pump. Mm -hmm. Well, Packcar has now uh, released not only the eight bolt on the bottom, but you can mount a pump on the back. So this truck will have the capability to run both an end dump and a blower and we're just kind of doing it for safety's sake. We can keep everybody running in the wintertime. If the powder stuff slows up, it can hook to an end dump, hopefully. And, and you know, we have a little more availability to haul more loads or do more things. It's just instead of parking a truck because we don't have powder to haul, we can hopefully hook to an end dump and keep going to work. The reason we're changing the transmission is it came without one. We happen to have received, uh, with all the transmission problems we've had, Packar actually gave us a transmission which is like the latest in the series yeah we it, just got it what a week ago yeah week yeah. and a half ago we just got it 
And coincidentally, it happens to have that PTO availability on the oh, back. Oh, wow. And it was That's like, a, ding, 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 uh, win, win. Yeah. And it's a brand new transmission. So uh-huh. it, we're taking out brand new, putting in brand new. Oh, man. You know, it's not like it's a rebuild or anything like that. And all we have to do is notify uh, Mikey got with Richard Ballard, who's our Eaton transmission expert. And all we have to do is uh, give him the serial number of the new transmission that's going in. They go in the system at PACCAR, say, okay, this was changed to this transmission. We continue to have our five-year, 500,000-mile warranty wow. on that transmission. So, Boy, we got lucky. We did. We did. The stars aligned, and you know, Chris had to bust his butt and swap a transmission. But it was a win-win for everyone in the end. So, yeah. yeah, kind of a trip to receive that new of a transmission. Yes. You know, in a series that it's, that it's not at the factory, that we actually got that yes. new of a new transmission. Yes, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. So there's your reasoning. Well, Kate. thank you. That's yes. a, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Yes. You so know, we and, will actually have six. God, I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, six trucks, trucks that have blowers, mm-hmm. and two two that can hook to end dumps. Because yeah. so, we're keeping fifteen for that. Yes. Ten. 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 Oh, is it ten? ten Fifteen is the dual purpose, Dave. But we're taking the dual purpose off of it and putting, putting it, it on ten because ten. ten has the lowest mileage. Miles. Gotcha. We'll keep that truck and get rid of TNT. Gotcha. Or that's the plan for now, right? Well, let's stick with it. Right. Always continuing <laughs> to update and love it when a plan comes together. Be better, have better, and provide better. I'm going to miss TNT. Me too. I better go take some pictures with it. You should go drive it for a little while. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby's in it today. Hauling some loads. Over here. <laughs> you know, I was doing it, and I don't want to hack on Scooby, but it was pretty funny. I was in the middle of an interview yesterday afternoon. We were going to take 0047 out over there in the red yard there. And we were doing our walk around. Scooby comes flying in in 0057. And I'm like, who the hell is that? I mean, he came <laughs> flying in. And then he comes backing up. I swear he was at 2,000 RPM. Just going like crazy. I'm like, wow, that driver's in a hurry. And, oh, he's dumping millings over there for, you know, to fix all the holes in the yard over there. And then he gets out. And he's out there dusting his tailgate off. And he leaves his door wide open. And it's just about ready to start storming. And there's wind blowing dust all over the place, you know. And then I thought, wow, I wonder if he's set his trailer brake or he's just got his Johnny bar pulled down or the pinch valve. Should I go check? (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't. I was in the middle of an interview. but Because I was pointing it out. Watch him bring the trailer down. I was pointing it out to my guy to say, this is how you got to do it so you don't rip your mud flaps off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, good demonstration. He, yeah, he did all that fine and everything. Yeah. But nice. Yeah, I'm sure knowing Scooby, it was the right way. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, we're actually Just wanted super, to close that door. Super Dave, it'll be interesting. We're going to fly out this afternoon and go back to Indianapolis and check out another transmission. Oh, so a new, a, a new one, a different style. So from Packard. Or? No, it'll be a oh an Allison, Allison. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. They got some new updates in their transmission and stuff. Six speed. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's actually two. There's a six speed and a seven, and one's got like a deep reduction. And so we're we're gonna be checking them out, Jam, and see what's 
if they work for our application because they've had to do a lot of changes same basic transmission but they've done a lot of updates to it so we're kind of excited to see and hopefully we can share the information with you guys next nice. next week what we found cool. so just trying to step into your shoes for a minute so when you go to check out a tranny do they have like three or four trucks with them in and you're going to go drive them or you're just going to go look at yeah them? this is actually their driving experience is what they call oh, it so nice. the couple of videos back there at their the one of their factories it's a Allison is a pretty much a worldwide company. We we did some research on them. They have several plants, one, one in Indiana. Uh, I think the Indiana plant, from what I read, kind of concentrates on the electric side, taking their just regular transmission like we'd buy and put it on an EV, you know, an electric vehicle. Um, but anyway, they have a test track there. They showed a, a big tandem, like four-axle or five-axle tandem, I think it was, loaded, and we can drive it up a hill back it up do all that different nice. stuff it's it's a, a kind of like their proving ground proving ground yeah like yeah. to go to nice. cap so they but call it, it the allison experience yeah nice. but it is an all it's an all-day thing jam i mean mm. we like we tried to maybe fly out in the afternoon and they're like no you need to be there the whole day so that we can give you the whole spiel <laughs> allison is is all that you get in a military vehicle isn't it any of the you know transport trucks, all of the if they're automatics, the they, big well, mm -hmm. I heard years ago they haven't put a manual transmission in a military truck since like the '60s. Wow, Dave. wow, they learned that a long time ago. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we just looked it up yesterday, Super Dave. That uh, somebody said that they thought GM owned uh, right? Allison, and they did sell it off in 2007. But that's how the Allison transmission got behind the Duramax, and that was kind of a revolutionary, revolutionary move for GM was the Duramax engine with the Allison transmission. And then uh, 2017 and 18 was the last of the true Allison in the, in the GMCs and Chevys, but Chevy is still building their own Allison Huh. Transmission. It's just built for GMC. Hmm. Got it. They have or the G rights to the GM. to the trademark name. I'm sure that must have in the sale. Name is, yeah, yeah. That yeah. transmission is supposed to be bulletproof. Right? Yeah, ex exactly, Jim. I and mean, that's kind of the reason we're we're taking a look at it. It's just it's got quite the rep, and mm -hmm. we need to, like Dave just said, you need to look at the next next best thing. Yep. What are, what are we going to do? Can we get yep. rid of the you know the clutches, the weight, the price? Yep. You know, back when we first looked at them. There was a price difference that was you're like just twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah just and like, a weight difference. Weren't they there, super heavy? There was, and they've done the same thing: aluminum cases, all that different kind of stuff, Dave. And they've gotten they've gotten the weight pretty darn close. Nice. All right, I sent out a uh, video last night. Uh, it was just a short piece of a video. Uh, man, I should have posted the whole thing, but it, it's just really painful to watch. It was a video of a driver. He left yard 23 uh, and drove the truck all the way underneath the 56th or the Vasquez, or the, excuse me, the 270 bridge with his trailer brake set. Ended up blowing out two super singles that were brand new. That's $2,400. And yeah, we just wanted to talk, talk to everybody about this and see how to prevent it and just discuss it yeah jam i've i've you know discussed it with you i've discussed it with brother dave and i even suggested you know do we do we not do a podcast or we do a podcast but we take one 
Wednesday or Thursday, make it a mandatory show up, and we take a truck, and we, you know, we don't release the trailer brakes, and we leave with the truck, you know, and we show what it does, how it bounces. You can see it in the video. You can, you can see the tug on the truck, you know, make it a visual, and so we're, we're sitting here talking about it, but it's not some people learn by visual, you know, and, and, you know, Brother Dave was like, yeah, but is that, you know, again, back to our hitting our fence post thing, are we showing two people that don't recognize the difference when we're when we're showing the other you know 95 people here hey my trailers i forgot to push the button or my johnny bars down everybody else realizes it we just have that small amount but it seems like every year we ruin a set of tires because somebody can drive you know because the trailers are so light we drive and we flat spot tires or i i don't think gene Hopefully Gene won't mind if I mention his name, but he just did it in the parking lot here the next morning. And he, but he said, "Hey, I forgot to push the button. I thought there was a tr trouble with the truck, you know, because he said it was yes. mal malfunctioning." Yeah. So j just to just clear that up real quick, Gene Gene called me right away. Hey, man, I want to fess up my mess up. He didn't even know about the guy leaving yard twenty three. Mm -hmm. He just called. Hey, I want to fess up my mess up. I drug my trailers from my spot to the south side of the building. You know, honestly, Jam, I've never done that before, so I didn't recognize what was going on. I thought it was, he quoted it as a drivability issue. So the trucks are so badass, and the trailers are so light, you know, it's not really clicking like, wow, my brakes are set. It's just, we're going, but we're not really going. Right. Sure, <laughs> sure, and, and I think what we... We preach also, and I'm sure Gene did it because he's, you know, he's saying it's a drivability. But I think he probably just stopped and assessed what was going on, yes, right? Absolutely. In the video, you know, and Jam, the the video that Jam posted, it's just the end, but you can see all the problems that he's having. Then he reaches up and pushes the button. Ugh. But the all the video, the whatever it is, five minutes Seven of video, minutes. he never really stopped. He didn't get out of the truck, not one time. And we preach and we preach and we preach, just stop. Yep. You know, just stop. And, and it was between, you know, 4 o'clock and, and 5 o'clock when I got here and the trailer was already in the, in the shop. But there's enough people on the radio between 4 and 5. You absolutely can call somebody on the radio. You know, you can call anybody on the phone. You should have your trainer's number. There's just so, but stop. Yeah, you know, twenty four hundred dollars. That's for no reason. And we got lucky too, because the twenty four could have turned into more if we damaged those rims. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. How he, you know, that was that's just a, a tip of the hat that the tires are so badass and the traders are light enough. You could drive it here after he pushed the button with the tires flat. Yeah. And didn't hurt the rims, you know. But mm -hmm. we've caught trucks on fire, trailers on fire, tires on fire, you know, all because of a flat tire, you know. And then, and then the driver, you know, I, I feel bad because we we ended up letting the driver go. But you know, there were some other circumstances that I, I would talk to people in private about that that went on when we got to the bottom of the situation. But we talked to so many people. We we. We hire him, and Super Dave goes through this whole interview process of what our culture is. We give him to JR for a day. They go through all of that process, videos, different things. They touch upon a lot of things. We then send him with, a, with the trainer for a week, at least a week. 
And then we've been doing a test afterwards with Ken and Casey. And the driver, when I questioned him about the, because he he was he kept blaming it on the light going off on the side of the trailer on the air inflation system. And I'm sure that was after the tires blew out. Exactly, Dave. And I mean, we're, he's he's been here this long. We're to this point. We've been through all this training, and he doesn't understand the light. So what are, what what are we missing? What are we? How do we fail? You know, it's the same thing I've talked all week long about the podcast here. The people that are listening, you know, I, I say it all the time. Chris Beam pops up, you know. There's so many people, Mike Bortz and Gilly. Gilly and there, there's so many people that, you know, say, say hey, good podcast. You know, I, I mean, like, there must, you know, I'm going to say there's 80 of you guys out there that are listening, but there's a group of people that aren't listening that, that need to listen. This is our safety meeting. But here's here's the deal, and thousand percent agreement. I mean, thousand percent agreement, right? We do this whole podcast for this exact reason, right? But when you look at the video, is this truly a a training problem? Have we not done our job? And I guess when I say that is, what's the first thing you do after? When I say first thing, that's deceiving. But when you're prepared, you've got the truck ready to roll away from your parking spot and go to work. You release the brakes, right? That's <laughs> like, and you don't just release the tractor, you release the tractor and the trailer. You push them in, you make sure they're in. You know, this guy, this guy left his parking spot, never rolled down the window. So, so we've missed pushing in the brake, we've missed rolling down the window, we've missed using your senses. You know, we don't have an audio thing in there, but my guess is the radio was probably up, the FM stereo. Or, or you know, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at video. He could have been distracted and on the phone. No, no luckily no, he wasn't. He, on the he, phone. Wasn't. he wasn't. But, okay. No. But the thing was, Dave, just because I want you to keep going, you're on a good train of thought. The truck brought him to a stop yeah. several times. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, I, so you're right. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Yeah, training. it wasn't until he pushed in the brakes that you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? That's the sickening part of the video. That was the opposite of situational awareness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I guess those are the things we talk about, you guys, that we've trained you to release the brakes. You got your license. And you had to know to release your brakes. You know, just to interrupt you there, too, he kept telling me, well, he's never did an in-dump. He's a freight driver. Well, apparently freight trailers, you don't need to release the brakes. Exactly. They must not have brakes on the freight trailers. Exactly. And I don't want to make fun of the guy, but... Yes. Well, at a certain point, we have to. <laughs> yes, Dave, the tr- the freight trucks have have trailer yeah. brakes. Right? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you have yeah. to, you guys, because none of this, I, I mean, we have to take blame wherever we can, right? Because when there's an in- incident or an accident or an issue, usually there's something that we, we look at, and for us to be better, we look at it and go, all right, we failed at doing this. Mm-hmm. How can we do better at that, right? I don't know how to fix that. What happened to that guy, I don't know how to fix because nothing he did is how we trained you. Nothing. We didn't roll down the window. We didn't listen for the problem. We didn't stop. There's no one. I I tell this story all the time. Thank you, Rick Gray, for helping me with it 25 years ago or 20 years ago. There's no one sitting in that passenger seat holding a gun to your head. Stop. Freaking stop. Yeah, it echoes to me what Mike Lantzman always used to say, and we did incorporate it in our committee meetings a lot. Um, we still say it from time to time, but it's back to basics. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the basics yeah. for driving. Yeah, it's a little heartbreaking for me. I, I happen to really like that driver. I've had 
numerous conversations with him. He's a good person. Yeah. I'm sad to see that he's not here anymore. Yeah. I mean, so. I had a good conversation with him that 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 morning. Right. You know what I mean? I was trying to save him. Yeah. You know, and and when the other stuff didn't it didn't add up, Jam. Yeah. And that that's some somebody basically we can't take the chance on. Yep. So if you guys want to know the easiest way to tell if your trailer brakes are set when you leave, right? As you start driving away from your parking spot, slip it into neutral. And Absolutely. See if it keeps yeah. rolling. If it keeps yeah. rolling, you're check, good to go. If it stops, your brakes are on. And that's a that's a big tip for the winter time because the winter time you could have both your buttons pushed in, but your trailer brakes may be locked up or yep. something or, like or that. Or tractor so, too. Tractor too. So yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way to you tell. Do every time, right, every Jim? Time. Every morning, yep. every time you move yep. that truck. Another way to tell if your trailer brakes are released is roll your window down and look in your mirror, and if you don't hear them. Being dragged across the yard and you can see them rolling, that's a good indication you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's again, you know, Dave just said it, Jam. You're saying the same thing, you know, situational awareness, but you know, be paying attention. Yep. You know, yeah, we've, we've trained you, to, yeah. we've ta- trained you to roll down the windows, for example, or or crack a window, or keep the radio down, or whatever. Yeah, yeah especially in tight quarters. I mean, <clears throat> when you're going down the highway and you've been rolling for 15 minutes, you know things are good. When you're ro- rolling around a yard in tight quarters and people are walking around and there's a lot of action in the morning and in the afternoon, it's like Grand Central Station here. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be able to hear if something's going wrong, if somebody's yelling at you or something like that. I do have to ask because I was um, on a camping trip last weekend, but why was he coming over here from Yard 23? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the it plot thickens. Because it, it wouldn't drive or he had... Taillight out or something or what? So what happened was is he had some cupping on the outside, um, the outside tread pattern, uh, you know, which isn't a main tread, but he didn't understand. He called it bubbling, but he was so concerned about that outside tread on the super single. He had rode it up the day before. It came in, and this is what I think happened, came in, saw that tire wasn't replaced, and then said, oh, I got a problem. But also I think there was a problem with the... Uh, auto inflation light was coming on and not going off. So he wanted to bring it over here for the mechanics to look at it. The thing is, he never called anybody that morning. Yes. He just started heading over. And the and the light was coming on because it was out of air first thing in the morning yes. and then it and then it did go off and he like he was telling me he didn't he didn't know that's how it worked and then he said it came back on. I think that's where he he made the statement, you know, I'm a freight guy, not a he's yeah. not used to this type of trail, yeah. I think yeah. is which literally tens of thousands of freight trailers have super singles and have the self-inflation system. You know what I mean? He's just not familiar with it. I mean, he can't right. use the excuse of a freight guy. But this is also a guy who, in one of the trucks with the TPMS system, drove with a steer tire this is true. so critically low that it came off. That's true. And he ruined. As he was driving, and we ruined a wheel on a steer axle. Yeah. So... Yeah, Not our culture. Yeah, and we know he got the notification because we got the notification in our emails. Yes. And it was too late. So, yeah. It just, yeah, just back to the, you know, trying to get everybody to pay attention. It's like, you know, listening to the podcast. Seriously, you guys, if if the, I guess the veterans or if you're a new guy that listen, can you guys help people and ask if they've listened to the podcast you know, we don't know how to make it mandatory. We've talked about it. We don't want to make it mandatory. 
but we have to have everybody listening. It's just we talk about things. We talked about tarps and PTOs and transmissions and the the brakes and yeah. I mean, it's either you listen to this podcast and get fed with what's going on at JFW, or you have no idea because we don't have safety meetings anymore. Yes. Yeah. So you are in the dark yeah. and absolutely clueless yeah i mean forget the dad jokes forget the laughing forget super dave making fun of me all the time like when it comes down to it the podcast is to spread information if you're not getting it here at the yard you're not getting it on the podcast you're not getting it i have to i have to take your statement just now jam and go if you're not getting fed right now from this podcast you are truly starving yep you are just starving the amount of knowledge you're going to get and you won't be successful here yep you know, it, it it will help you, and and you know, part of my you know closing arguments here about people changing and what we can do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, and we and it, it's we know when you're not listening because <laughs> you'll come in here with a problem, yeah, and we'll be like, oh, did did you know we talked about that yesterday on the podcast? Uh, no, I didn't get to that one yet. Well, right. what about the one before that? We brought it up there too. No, I haven't listened in a few weeks. Yeah, you just you just don't listen. You know, and maybe it's not for everybody, but do we need to have safety meetings again? I, I think the majority would say, let's, no. let's keep listening to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's pen, penalizing again, you know, by hitting the fence post and then complaining about it and doing all this stuff. It's penalizing the majority that's doing it right. Right. We know you're not listening to the podcast when you put a mud flap on backwards. The yeah. day after we talked about mud flaps. Yeah. Like you we know you're listen. not listening to the podcast when at 4.15 in the morning you announce you're leaving the north driveway or south yes, driveway. Sorry. that part. Yeah. And, that part. and whether that was a you know joke or not or you know we were talking about it, it would be better. And, you, and when you're still announcing it, you're right. We don't, we know, we've thrown out enough little stuff that we know you're not listening mm-hmm. when, the, when the stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, Jam Holly's, you know, she, she's caught back up, listened to every episode and stuff. And she always runs a week behind just because she can listen to it as, at work when she's doing her, her typing different stuff at, at Arapahoe. How dare you, Holly? Right? Just a, yeah, right? <laughs> Don't do that at work. But um, no, I mean being a week behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just one week. But like you said, we've talked about it here. We talked about it here. We talked yes. about it here. And so how? And again, I've we've asked this question a hundred times. How do we get those people engaged? Because I feel <clears throat> these are bold words, right? So there's probably other words that could be used, but it's like they don't care, right? I mean, that's how it feels. I'm sure they're not looking at it like that. Right. But that's, to me, that's how it feels. And I guess, you know, we talk about it endlessly every every time to be better. We, we're the type that we want to invest in something. We want to investigate something. We want to understand. We want to, you know, figure out how things work, understand how someone does their job and how someone gets better at their craft. If you're not listening to this pretty good odds you're not going to be better at your job here at jfw right and you're not engaged and there's there's probably many things that you might be missing definitely here so the other thing too is if we got somebody that doesn't listen right and and we're talking about you know george well well anyway george potkeeter told me there is a way you can make it mandatory you you could you know, there, there's ways that people would need to sign off electronically that they listen, right? We don't want to do that. Like, no. if you don't want to listen, you don't want to listen. 
So that person's going to play the podcast and turn the volume down and put something else on in their earbuds or something. Like, they're not true. They don't want to listen. But the other part of it is I think some people don't know that it is actually, I'm going to use the word enjoyable or informational, where it's it's not that bad to listen. Because there, there was one guy, he worked here for three weeks. Hey, have you listened to the podcast? No. Have you listened to the podcast? No. Have you listened to the podcast? No. One day it comes up to me. I listened to the podcast and I went back like five episodes. I listened to them all now. Yeah, they, they're good. Like, thank you. You know, so I think a lot of guys, and the thing is, they're not hearing me say this right now. Yeah. The people that aren't listening aren't going to hear me say, hey, if you listen, you might like it. You know, so we'll leave it up to the people in the fleet. Like, try to get your buddies to listen. If they're not, it'll be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up when, you know, we've talked about um, a couple of different things we've talked about and we really haven't done anything because. We, we weren't hit with a really good, not that the ideas weren't good, just something that worked for everybody, but we talked about, you know, turning the trucks down to 55 or 60, and we never really did anything with that. We got a lot of feedback, a lot of volunteers, stuff like that, but that's stuff that's in, in the works, you know what I mean? You got to look at all the different things. You got to look at the problems it causes, and I know we ask about the mud flaps, you know, a couple weeks ago, and we've gotten a lot of good ideas on the mud flaps, but not one idea fits everybody you know and we we truly just don't want to penalize somebody that's out there working hard you know by taking the you know safety bonus or the weekly bump or you know the load money or or stuff like that that's never been our goal right, no it's Jim? never so been it our doesn't goal doesn't feel good right so we're, that's not who we are or how we want to be exactly you know when people have wrecked things i don't think we've ever accepted any money you know, no matter how many times we've been offered, oh, I'll pay for that, I'll pay for that, because it's an accident. And I guess as we're talking about it, we're talking about, you know, training and rolling down the windows and all that kind of stuff. You should never rip a mud flap off. You know, it just shouldn't Not happen. Not the way we've trained you. Yes. We've yeah. trained you how to do things right. Yeah. When I'm, you dump, you look out the back window. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, little things like that. Yeah. So, right? so we're trying to do something to penalize you when something you should never really do. And and, it, and you're right, Dave. It doesn't feel good. No. You know, I could That's see... That's never been our goal. You you back the trailer in the in a hole and you the mud or dirt pulls it off. Or you blow a tire and it rips the mud flap off. Or they, they do get aged because they're sitting there flapping in the wind all day long for however many time, you know? But... To just keep continually pulling them off when you're backing into a pile or letting the trailer back across them, it shouldn't happen. That's right. that's the that's what we're we're trying to do. But now we got to come up with an idea to possibly penalize people, yeah. and and it's just an idea. And you, you you coined it, Dave. It doesn't feel good. I would rather just get everybody to quit tearing mud flaps off. Right. Just. That's the easy thing. Do your job how we've trained you. Yeah, that's right? the easy thing. And those things won't happen. And, you know, pay attention. Situational awareness. Yeah. Hey, there's a wheelbarrow full of rock or sand there. Maybe I won't back over it. It might pull my mud right. flap off. Right. So, yeah. That situational awareness, that's a that's a tough thing. I mean, all the trucks this morning that are going to Fry's, they're having to deal with a, a Calabrese truck that drove off the scale up there. And yeah. that's not a shot. We, we For yeah. Jim and I, we personally feel for Tom Calabrese. Yeah, if we We've, could go up and help, I would go up and absolutely, help. Absolutely, Jim. I feel you like calling Tom and going, anything hey, dude, we you can need do? a hand? Yeah, yeah how can we, how can can we help? Yeah. Need another body up there? What what you know? What do yeah. you need? And yeah. Just because that we've been in that position, right? Recently. And Recently. Yeah. yeah. And I guess 
<laughs> it still dumbfounds me how this happens. Right. Right? I mean, you are clearly, clearly not doing This one's so bad. When it's, when Jim looked at it, he's drives. like, is there a medical condition? Did did that driver, did something happen to him yeah. or her? Or if it was, I'm glad it happened there and not out on the road. Right, right. down the that, canyon or yeah, something? Yeah, because those drives yeah. were over the edge. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was crazy how far. I mean, nothing looked right in that whole scenario. Even if he'd have had the, I keep saying he, whoever, if the driver would have had the truck on the scale, the trailer was never going to make it. No. I mean, he was coming from a whole nother location to try and fit on that scale. God, I just instantly say he, but either way. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was making a big deal about that earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough habit. It's like that one, the, yeah. you know, my favorite speech, you know, the man, you know, in the arena. And I try to change that whenever I reprint it, Jam. Be- you told me that. And I, I mean, I just, I know why you do it. I don't agree with changing it because that's not the quote. You know, the, the, he he made it that way, and it, you know, in that in that era, but, but I do I, I do it for my daughters. Right, I I understand why you do it. I understand, but to me, like quotes like that, or when the Bible refers to men, we know it's people. Yeah, you know people, what I mean. Yeah, we know it's people. Yeah. So. yeah, nowadays you should be using the adjective they or them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> the audience can't see the finger that I'm pushing today, Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, let's just stay yeah. with what we understand. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though, Jam, and that's not just in the religious sense, but in the historical sense. Yeah. In general, men means people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's human. You can have a group of men or women and go, you know, we need to walk over here. Come on, guys, let's go. Right. It's a generalization term, right? You know, it's not meant to point fingers at any. Yeah, it's not to be derogatory. And so what you want to say is, come on, guys, quit driving off the scale. (laughs) (laughs) Right? With your, come on, guys, release your trailer (laughs) brakes. You know, when that happened to us recently, I think the same thing happened to the Calabrese driver today. When it happened, they just didn't put the brakes on. Or they didn't have their hands in the steering wheel. So the steering wheel yanked them off because it pulled them off to the, you know, off of the tri- the scale. But then they just kept, the, their, maybe they were going 10 miles an hour. You well, know? that was, yes, I, was, I just yeah, didn't Dave. want to interrupt you, Dave, because yeah. I wanted you to finish So their momentum, of they didn't break, and that momentum just literally took that whole tractor off the side. Yeah, my two cents are, it was speed related, Yeah, right? Yeah. And I, I truly feel the driver was looking out the back window at where the trailer was at and drove the truck right off, right off the edge. And at 10 miles an hour, oh my God. That would happen in an instant up there when you're trying to navigate oh, around sure, something, right? Sure. But I, we're making the story up. We don't know the facts. No. We don't know what happened at all. I mean, like 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 we said, it could have been a medical emergency. Yeah. You, know? I know if that were me, I'd have been like, I just had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. got one now, because yeah. <laughs> I don't have a of better it, excuse. Can someone it, call yeah. a ambulance? Eat it, this is the big one. This is the big right? one. Yeah, right. That's just to try to cover the embarrassment. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But again. I would like flop out of the truck and fall on the ground. <laughs> Somebody call a ambulance. Uh, but again, we, we, we try to train for that. You know what I mean? We've just tried, stop, we, right? We try Jim? to cover that. Yeah. Well, just the speed you pull on the scale. Yeah. Let's say yeah. you did make that mistake. 
But if you're going slow enough, you drop the steer off. Well, and we talked. You're yep. supposed to stop before you pull on any scale. Yep. Right? Would that have happened if he'd have, if he or she would have done that? I, I don't think so because it looks like a speed situation. Yeah. Right? Right? Nobody I mean, ever you, does that. Were you lined up six. for it? You know, in, you just, in our trucks, were you in manual? Were you in first gear? Or were you in third? Yeah. Shoot, you can easily shoot. go 10 miles an hour. In he doesn't gear. even have you stop to print your ticket. You're just <laughs> rolling right on there. Ticket in the box. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Al went over that, how accurate that is. You know, if you were loaded out of the hopper. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. They, they don't need to check that. They mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, just lots of things. I mean, how do we, It. you know, like like you said, Mike Lanceman said, back to basics. Just yeah. I, how many times can we beat it up? I mean, every week we beat it up, you guys. This is our 89th. 90th. 90th episode. We've been in this room 90 times. Right? I mean, think yeah. about how much we talk about. The, and it's the same terminology. It's back to basics. It's situational awareness. It's doing your job. It's paying attention. Yeah, fundamentals. Yeah. You just can't be too careful. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, you might think, oh, that's overkill. Or, you know, why am I going so slow? Or why do I double or triple check something? Right. You just can't be too careful. Right. Absolutely, Dave. Yep. Soup, you want to talk about uh, hoses dragging on deck plates on the catwalk there? Oh, yeah. So it's such a common problem. Everybody, and, I, and you know, when I'm standing at the fuel island, I'm looking at those hoses on the deck plate. And uh, in my mind, they're always tied up incorrectly. And I developed my own little system years ago because I got tired of having to undo that little rat's nest of bungee cords to reset the hoses. It's a pain in the neck, you know. And so what I started doing, and I think everybody could benefit from doing it this way because when I tied up my hoses and my airlines and that, I never had to mess with them, ever. Well, first thing is stop turning too tight, right? That's completely unrelated, but... When you try to turn too tight, it pulls on all of those, and it's going to pull them out enough to where right. they're going to drag. So first things first, stop trying to turn that truck too sharp. But otherwise, I use two bungees, one only on the hydraulic hose. And I take that, and I wrap that bungee around that hydraulic hose, not twisted over, but flat, just like a coil spring would look. And I wrap that around that hydraulic hose and tie that up super, super tight, only all by itself. Then I use another bungee cord to hold the seven-way, the tarp, and your two airlines up. And those also will wrap tighter without that big hydraulic hose in the mix. But anyway, I mean, you could even break it down and use three bungees and use one for the airlines, one for the uh, seven-way and the hydro or and the tarp and then a third one for the hydraulic but um you just can't wrap them all up together and expect it to hold they're gonna slip through that agreed agreed yep. any other yeah, and tips switched. for that you guys i don't know when we switched i know the last five trucks i don't know how many prior to that but these five powder trucks we've we've went back to the curly cords and Mike has found this really cool, uh, I'll call it a hook, but a, a little bracket as such that those three cords go through. And then they're kind of manufacturing something for the tarp cable and the uh, hydraulic line. But it looks as though that's eliminated right. those issues, yeah. right? 
So yeah, it's clean. But I agree. I mean, I've seen the Super Dave method, and it works. And my only advice is if if you get a truck that you know you just got assigned to the truck, and or you've had the truck, and it's like Super Dave said, a rat's nest. You know, maybe a bungee cord broke, and then you just keep putting more bungees yep, on it, or yep. they dry rot. Just start over. It doesn't, you know, it takes a little bit of work, but if you spend 10 minutes one day getting that cleaned up and getting those hoses off the deck plate, you'd be doing yourself a big favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, when you when you go through a scale, a port, they look at that every time. And if they see hoses dragging, that's just a slam dunk for them. That's easy money. Like, okay, this guy doesn't even have time or the effort to take his hoses off the deck plate. We know we're going to get that. I bet we'll find other things on that. Yeah, Absolutely. even if they yeah. see one of the airlines with dirt missing because it rubbed right. on the deck plate, they're going to shut you down and say, this right. this airline is rubbing. And another thing, when you have the color-coded airlines, the red and the blue, that is just a coating. Underneath, the plastic itself is actually white. white. And uh, you might not have any scuff or anything, but if that color has been rubbed off, they're going to shut you down. Yep. Because they're going to see that it's white. Yeah, but if you put a mud flap on your on your cheese grater deck plate, that, that means you could let them rub on it, right? <laughs> no. A lot of drivers think that's good enough, and it's not because that color is going to wear right off yeah. or the dirt will rub off as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And it the is, DOT inspector is going to yeah. see that. It is yeah. a nifty place to keep a spare mud flap, and you know that that is good, but that doesn't eliminate you from having to adjust your lines off of the deck plate. Yeah, and yep. we've already bought mud flaps for back there. We really don't want each truck to be carrying one. Otherwise, <laughs> now we're out another 100 Right, that's right, and then if we're going through ten a week, right, right, I, get I, I mean it. Just the math goes I know, on and but, on and on. You know, we talked about Marty Rios's defense. He, how many times has he saved a driver? He with did his spare he mud did. flap. Yeah, you know, we talk about a. We've been talking about a mud flap bank, and to me, that's a virtual bank. But imagine a guy's been here five years; he's got five mud flaps. <laughs> 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 You're a fifteen-year guy; you got fifteen mud flaps back there. Yeah. That's your bank, right? What, huh. Right. What I was thinking about you guys, and I don't think maybe one of you guys have thought about it, but nobody ever mentioned it. Is we talk about that mud flap on top of the deck plate in a cheese grater. So the the deck plating and it being a cheese grater is for safety <laughs> right. when you have to oh, sure, Jim. stand yeah, on it. You're right. Yeah. And no, but we're going to stand on top of the rubber mud flap with the <laughs> right. ice frozen on it right. or snow frozen and on it. Take a digger. And take a digger yeah. and hook our airlines up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's we've we've just circumvented our safety system, really. Yeah, yeah when we've had guys, Jim, I've I've they've had the mud flap stretched across two sections of their deck plate. <laughs> and you step between and you them. you step right in the middle of yeah. it, and you're like, holy oh, crap. Oh, man, yeah. Dave. Yeah. I, I was trying to take, because, you know, obviously the people that are listening to the mud flap aren't the ones we have to reach. It's the one who aren't listening that we need to reach, right? But I was just sitting here trying to think, how much time of your day does does listening to the podcast encroach on, right? How much... Two hours Tech, and thirty minutes. I, I did two hours, Jam. I right. mean, I would, I would tell you, you're, you're probably closer, right? Well, I just use two hours, yeah, as an average. But you're right; we're almost always over two hours. Right, but it doesn't take away from you doing other things. Yeah, you're doing your job. You're just listening in addition, right? It's it's kind of a little. It's kind of like listening to a self help book, right? Yeah, That's what we're asking. Audio book, right? Is, is for you to be better, right? To go through the training, to do this, to do that. Anyway, I I took. If you just take a week, right, seven days, 
24 hours a day, that's 10,800 minutes. Mm. We're asking for you to use 120 of those. That's 1.1% of your time in a week. You Use just, 1% of your time and listen to our podcast. You just reduce that to ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I, I mentioned, I, I think Jam wanted to roll his eyes at me the other day when I, <laughs> when I said this to somebody, but um, I think it was the, the gentleman that blew the two tires out. I said, at least listen to the podcast. If you don't like the beginning, fast forward through it. If you don't like the prayer, fast forward through it. But at least listen to the center of it. And then, you know, if you don't like the Pledge of Allegiance, fast forward through it. Yeah. I would never roll my eyes at you, ever. <laughs> and <laughs> Joe, just, but you would at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dave, you can, you can take it down to smaller sections. You know, you don't want to hear the creed at the end? Call, yeah, call right. it done. It was funny. I was trying to do seconds. Like I was like, uh, oh, right. that's not that many seconds. You know what I mean? Well, it's 120 <laughs> minutes is 7,200 seconds. Yeah. Like, oh, I, you want me to donate 7,000 seconds? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's two hours. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, All right, speaking of listening to the podcast, if you don't listen, you don't have a chance at this 100 bucks. Yeah. Right? Ab- so Absolutely. And, and this 100 bucks is going to get specific. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. But it's, yeah. So I'm so... Not in a loop. I don't even know where this trailer is. Where is T87? Is it by the fuel aisle? It is sitting right by the fuel aisle. Okay. And right now, it's been there for a couple of days. It's okay. here for a repair, which I don't know what the repair is it needs. Yep. And it is T87 okay. here at this yard, the main yard. So T87 is parked in the fuel aisle. If anyone could tell Jim and or brother Dave two things that are wrong with it, they'll give you 100 bucks. Yep. Now, is this the first person? or Well, it has to be the first person. Otherwise, the cat will be out of the bag. Yeah, it, it'll be the first person, and, and we just want to clarify, and, and Dave asked me this, this morning. Uh, in fact, Dustin went out and looked at it and found some other things wrong, <laughs> but we're after the two specific things. Two quick things at a glance that we picked out in less than 30 seconds. And you And you don't have to walk. You don't have to be that close. Yeah, we're not after what's under the trailer. We didn't, I'll give you a tip. We didn't look at any brakes. Yep. Huh. You know what I mean? It was just, I oh my I, gosh, look at that, look at that. I wish I could see it from one of these windows. Right? <laughs> but, but we don't want a list of five things. We don't want seven things. We want the two things huh. that yeah. we just looked at in a quick glance. So I, I, this, I guess we got to be specific because anybody could probably go out there and go, well, there's an airline chafing. Well, we didn't crawl under the trailer and look at that. You're right. And there's, oh, this. And you're like, well, yeah, you're right. That's not what we looked at. Huh. Yeah. There's two things that should absolutely be fixed. And the thing is, is everybody in this family has missed it. Mechanics, safety team, drivers, dispatch. <laughs> well, everybody have missed these two I things. I didn't even know that there was a trail there, so I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just make it clear the trailer is sitting there for repairs it is it is but i don't i don't know what the rep- me and Dave. unless you ask mike you don't know what the repair is could be a liner could be yeah yeah uh, we, right we could be having yeah, a fender right. fixed yeah. but that's not the two things that that dave and i picked out huh okay so it's worth 100 bucks sweet does you it sh- sound like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so that you know the 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 yard 23 guys 
It's, might be worth a drive over here for why 100 there, bucks. Why is there 10 trucks outside yeah. right now? <laughs> if, if Russ Murphy wants to drive over here, we have a birthday card for you. Do a little survey in Russell. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Russ used to, Russ, he still surveys, but he was a good surveyor. Oh, he was he, really good. He was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, he is. Yeah. He'd quietly go, did you guys know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're like, no, Russ. <laughs> but there's a guy who looks and observes and has honed his craft. Yeah. And he's honed it off of his mistakes. He's honed it off of other mistakes. He's honed it off of our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? And those are things you, you learn to do things the right way by watching what happens when you don't. Right, in, in you that. know, and I mean, I bet if we went out and <laughs> I'm making this up, Russ, but like if we told you to dump with your eyes closed every load, you'd be like, okay, that's they're telling me to do that, and that's what works best because he believes in us so much, he would do that, you know, and and I guess that's that's the faith I have in Russ of I, the, of his knowledge and what he's picked up yeah, and learned over yeah. the years. I could do that as long as I could look that I was level. <laughs> before you started before i started yeah, otherwise yeah. I, I could do that off of feel yeah 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 i, I could, agree i could yeah. off feel of feel and sound yeah, there you go yep. yeah yeah but it's just like ron bugler said last week and he was he, he he seemed to be a big proponent of it and and that's the reason we're talking about the trailer breaks it was never to ridicule anybody but ron said i love to learn by from other people's mistakes yeah it's the easiest way right. to learn right right yeah so we're telling you about the tires if you're if your truck acts weird the minute you start to leave, stop. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Walk around. Get out. Absolutely. Hey, I'm 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 jumping off in the weeds. This has totally nothing. It's not on our list. It's nothing else. But I got a phone call uh, about we're hauling some. Are they calling it fluff? Yes. Out of all recycling, that is fluff, and it's going up to the dump on Highway Seven. Mm-hmm. And you know we haven't talked about dumping in a dump for mm. years, but. It's just knowledge we have, so I guess I want to put it out there and share it uh, because this driver was worried about, he's like, I got back there and it took me three times to dump. I was worried I was going to lay the trailer over because of the soft spots in the dump. And I guess what I want to explain about that is a dump, when you're dumping in a landfill, that's what a dump is, uh, that landfill is ever growing. They're filling it with load after load after load. And you're continuing to just back up on top of debris. Right? There could be a refrigerator under where you dump. There could be, you know, whatever under where you dump. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a scary place because you kind of have unknown that you're on top of, right? And what we've learned over the years is to wheel roll that area where you're going to dump. What that means is taking back up the trailer where you're going to dump, stop, and pull back forward and stop. You know, pull forward 20 feet, stop, back up 20 feet pull forward 20 feet, back up 20 feet, and wheel roll that ground. Now you have to do it in the same tracks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't go over here, over there, or somewhere <laughs> else. This way, you're as you're moving forward, you can look in the mirror and you can see those low spots as the trailer tires roll through it. You can you know compact the ground. I guarantee you that dirt is going to go down a couple inches at least if it's a fresh area where they're filling, right? And then also, you need to be 30, 40 feet away from anyone. If there's a, as you're dumping, if there's a vehicle that backs up next to you, I know most of the dumps are pretty good. They won't allow that to happen, but you can't allow that to happen either. You know, so uh, I know it's hard to stop someone else, but you're in control of your ship. When you pull in there, be 40 feet away from someone in case there's an issue with their unit, because I know you're going to do your job right. But raise that trailer up and do not pull forward until you have that trailer completely empty in the nose. 
When you run that trailer all the way up, that material has slid out of that nose. It's on the ground. Yeah. Then pull forward. Don't raise that trailer up three stages, have a little bit come out and pull forward. That is a surefire way to tip over. It is not, and it doesn't matter where you're at, anywhere, at a dump, anywhere, any job site, at the, at the pits, at the plants, anywhere. Run that trailer all the way up. That way you know the material has slid out of the nose and you don't have an anchor in the nose trying to take you over. Your anchor is at the bottom of the trailer holding you. So then pull forward and, and dump the rest of your load. So I guess I just wanted to toss that out there. That was a, a just pop in my head thought as we were discussing stuff that, that we haven't talked about. Exactly. And I, I've been in a lot of dumps or landfills like you have, Dave. And a lot of times the equipment operator will keep waving you back. You know, go slow. You don't have to like fire back every place all the way back to where they want you. If it starts to lean or sink or anything, stop. And you can usually pull forward. And then like Dave said, wheel roll it. You know, they're, they're usually using a, a vibratory compactor or a dozer or something. And a dozer, that's, a, that's how dozers were invented. They don't have any ground force. They're right. not a single, it's a track. Yeah, there's they, stories of a dozer driving over a human being and them getting up. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, don't, they don't put that pressure down. And I know a vibratorial compactor, but that's still that drum is meant to go over a large amount of material and push it down, but not sink in it. Right. You know, it's meant to compact that area. So all that dump stuff is meant to be that. And Dave's, Dave's got a perfect point. Just, just be careful and, and run that trailer to the top. Yep. You don't have to go exactly where the loader is telling you to go. No. You can get on that radio and say, hey, you know what? It's super soft right here. I need to move. And he's going he's gonna to say, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want it, a tipped over exactly trailer. Exactly, yeah. super. And, and we've you know, given this story a hundred times. Blame us. Dude, if I get back here and tip this trailer over, I'm going to lose my job. They're going to fire me. Jim and Dave are going to fire me. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> everyone answers to someone. And when you're told, hey, can you help me out? I can't dump here. Most people will try and help. Yeah. Or you can jump out and have your chest puffed up and go, hey, F you. I can't do this. What are you? you know, that that ain't going to get you anywhere. Yeah, that gets nowhere. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Sorry to get off in the weeds. That's good. We'll call that our safety topic of the week. Cool. That was off in the dump, Dave. Oh, talking about taking a good dump. <laughs> Everyone needs to take a safe dump. Yep. Have your hands on the side rails. <laughs> I've heard feels it. better than I've, love. I was just going <laughs> to say that, Dave. Oh, you got to it for the. I hear it's better than love. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. You guys got anything else for the discussion or for safety topics? No, I I think I just. If you if you listen to the podcast, check with your friend, your neighbor, your buddy. You know, just try to get everybody to listen, you guys, because we we really don't want to do something mm -hmm. that's that's going to affect the majority to get our word out. Yep. This is one for the trainers. Uh, just want to throw it out there because I saw it happen. Um, when your trainee is backing into a real tight spot, like when he's parking the truck in the red yard, or um, you know, struggling to back up at plant two or something like that. You are the trainer. You're responsible for that truck as much as the trainee is. Please get out and direct him on the ground. Have him have the window down and be his eyes on the ground. That would be great. That's a good one, Dave. Awesome. All right, Soup, you want to hit us with that high road hauling? Oh, yeah, sure. I got one this week, too. Um I came across this, uh, I don't know, 
the other day i i always wander around on the internet and when things trip my trigger uh i write them down and in a note on my phone and keep them for later but uh anyway everybody experiences this and i think this will be something that everybody can identify with but your feelings and your emotions are okay sometimes our feelings can scare us but let's face it they're part of life each day is different from the next because different things happen each day you will feel different feelings from day to day some days happy things happen and you feel on a high some days sad things happen and you feel depressed some days bring about worries and that causes you to feel anxious so own your own feelings but do not stress about them take time to experience your feelings it's good in fact to acknowledge to yourself how you are feeling make time to think about those events of your day and pinpoint what type of feelings you feel as a result of these events keep a log of your emotions know that sometimes your feelings can make you uncomfortable anxious thoughts may cause you to lose sleep feel edgy or even just give you a headache sad thoughts might make you lose your appetite or zap your energy it is important during these times to remember that you are not alone you're normal sad things happen relationships have their ups and downs some days can be worrisome school or work assignments can feel overwhelming at times so embrace those feelings they are what make you you all humans have feelings and they can be messy there can be highs and lows often because your life experiences you can feel on a more intense level than others do about certain happenings places or people the same emotional intensity that can cause you angst can also give you energy and enthusiasm so let your feelings out try to remember that your mind is not designed to be a storage container for all of your emotions if you hold too many emotions inside for too long they intensify becoming overwhelming and can impact your mental and physical health journal those thoughts reflect on what is causing you to feel the way you're feeling and focus on how it can be coped with or resolved give your way give yourself a way to decompress the bottom line is don't be afraid or ignore your feelings they are a part of you don't automatically assume that there is something wrong with you or that you have a mental health disorder you are human and humans were created with the ability to feel if your feelings become overwhelming reach out and talk to someone talk to friends or family about how you're feeling know that feelings are going to happen but do not let them control your life at any time you feel a loss or of control and feel that your feelings are causing you to have thoughts of hurting yourself get help right away so you can feel better and the quote today is from somebody everybody knows about and probably has listened to from time to time but he said every day we have plenty of opportunities to get angry stressed or offended but what you are doing when you indulge in these negative emotions is giving someone something outside yourself power over your happiness you can choose to not let little things upset you by Joel Osteen Osteen old joel yep so really really good thoughts um emotions are are very powerful things and uh you have to learn what your emotions can do where they lead you how to cope um 
experience great ones because that's part of you know the great part of being alive but don't let those negative ones take you down too long just learn how to turn them off do not ignore them (laughs) (laughs) there's just so many of them too dave yeah the love the anger the yeah of scared just i mean all of that right yeah jealousy all the yeah all the stuff yeah there's a there's a lot to emotions Life would be pretty easy sometimes if you could just be Spock, you know, no emotions. You know, some people are like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't yeah. they don't show any, they don't feel any, they don't feel anger or I do remorse. Think and, I do think they're affected by it though. Yeah, yeah. You know, they may not show them, but I do believe they're affected by yeah. it. Yeah, holding them in and bottling them up really isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. I was just kidding, but... You know, to don't let your emotions drive your decisions. You know, if you are being emotional about something, definitely step back and wait till you can make a decision without your emotions and probably work out for the, for mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, step back. Step back. Yep. Yep. Cool awesome. off, you know, analyze things, yeah. think about things. And what was it? Stephen, I think it's Stephen Covey or Covey says you can't solve problems in the same state of mind that you were when they were created. Created. Yeah. I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that too. Something similar to that. So final thoughts, everybody, or final arguments from Jim? Closing <laughs> arguments. <laughs> Closing arguments. Um, yeah, I just kind of along in the same subject, like we all last few episodes, how they either meet Dave's high road hauling or we're all on the same pages here. And you talk about emotions and stuff. I just looked up when we're, when we're talking about the mistakes we have here, we're asking people to change because maybe they don't have that habit of, you know, stopping and assessing, just like you just said, Jam. You know, when the you can't solve the problem if you're in the same situation as when you caused the problem. Right. So, like dragging the tire brakes, you know, you can't solve it from inside the cab. You got to stop and get out, right? right. You got to change that. So, can can we talk people into changing and i'm and you know this a little bit about your mental changes but maybe it's your in your relationships maybe it's in work but can people change people can change when they're self-aware receive support and become intentional about behaving differently but changes take time and it may be challenging in some cases and when i read that first first part here you know so you're self-aware so you you probably want to be better you know you receive support we try to give you all the support here that you can that you can ever want or or we try to you know and you become intentional about behaving differently well if if i want to be i have to make that intention of trying to be different and behaving differently so sure you know so can people change and it said is it possible for people to change can we truly change? According to medical and mental experts, people really do have the ability to change. With proper treatment, guidance, you know, even therapy, people can learn to undo negative thinking patterns and result in negative that result in negative behaviors and outcomes, you know, their outcomes. And like you just said, Dave, you gotta what are you gonna do with your emotions? You know, how are you how are you gonna channel those? How are you gonna let them out? You know, it's it's difficult. And then it says, what causes change in people? People change when motivated by a sense of independence, a sense of competence, a sense of connection to others. These motivations can be sparked by moments of extreme frustrations when a person realizes their current approach is no longer working. You know, and in that whole sentence, you know, 
as as a driver most drivers have enjoyed driving or they enjoy their job because they are very independent Mm -hmm. you know they don't want to be in an office they don't want to be trapped and you know super dave you talk about all the time jam you talked about your adventures me and dave the things we've seen the snowstorms the rain the the animals the birds the trees the people all that kind of stuff is very independent being a truck driver well here's a sense of independence but you have to have that sense of competence and a sense of connection to others you know even though you're out there in that truck all by yourself you have all of us here you know you have you have a huge connection to others that we're all here to help yeah that would help you change you know so you don't reach that extreme frustration point of, of your situation you know l- let us help if we can and then the last thing is why is change so difficult for people the challenge with change comes from our tendency to see them as problems rather than opportunities for learning and growth i, I read that and i'm like well a problem usually change you want to change because you're having a problem well, what if that problem isn't a problem as such? It's just an opportunity to grow. Mm. Don't look at it as a problem. Look at it as an opportunity to grow. So let's let's do the tires. Let's do with cleaning out your liner. Let's doing your pre-trip, all that kind of stuff. That's an opportunity to grow in how you do your job, how you learn. You, you, you learn. You can go. Then you can go to any job and pre-trip a truck. Or push the trailer brakes in, or what might it be? But you, you've, you've, jo- you've, you've just grown so much by making those steps. And it says most people are afraid of changing their routines because they have had a tough time adapting in the past, or have witnessed the difficulties others have had. Hmm. Again, you know, if you're growing, though, those those difficulties. And the struggles that other people have, they all they all shrink because it's about growth, not about not about money, not about all this other stuff. It's about growth. And if you're growing, all that other stuff falls into place. So Yeah, it comes to you. Yep. Absolutely. It, I mean it's kind of funny too, Jim, because you can I mean, we could debate this and go on and on and on, right? But I don't think we're asking anyone to change. To a degree. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, about you that. You know, I mean, there's. it depends how you look at it, right? It's what angle you're, you're coming to with that. And it's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, change is a big word. You know, I, I think, you know, someone with a drug habit, you're asking them to change, right? They can't, they got to break that habit, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a big deal. But we're just asking for someone to honor the training you were given or... You know, and maybe that's changed for some. Yeah, right? that's re- that's the maybe, reason. I- maybe doing it our way, you know, is 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 different. And, and yet, our way sounds selfish. I mean, is pushing in the trailer brakes our way? No, it's the <laughs> only way, right? Yeah, y- yeah. You know, I mean, we've proven looking out the back window when you dump or when you hook up to a trailer, you can't fail, right? If you do it any other way, there's room for error. If you look out the back window when you dump, and you look out the back window when you hook to a trailer. There is zero room to fail. You will succeed every single time. Yep. You know, 99% of the time, if you do a good post trip, 99% of the time, I'm not going to say every time, but I would say 99% of the time, you're going to catch that, that error, right? You know, our, our CPA told us one time, it was a couple years ago, 
the he looked at Jim and I and he goes, "Have you guys heard the ninety ten rule?" And we're like, ninety ten rule? What's the ninety ten rule, David?" And he says, "Well, you know, ten percent of your people are ninety percent of your problems." And and thought we, that was an eighty twenty rule. <laughs> eighty twenty rule is twenty percent of your people do eighty percent of your work. Oh, <laughs> so. Have you ever heard of the 50-50? <laughs> but, but we generalize here a lot, right? I mean, we're not, we're not finger-pointing. We're generalizing and trying to reach those people that aren't listening to the podcast. Because you're trying to change them. Right. Well, <laughs> to a degree, right? We are. We're asking them to do something they don't normally do, I guess. That that was kind of more my yeah. point because no, you're right. No, you can, I, I, you, can, I get you it. can debate it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's yeah. we're asking people to be engaged and learn about their jobs, right? Yeah, and if that's not usually what you do, you got to change. <laughs> I guess, I, and, yeah. And you know, you can part of my deal though, Jam, is you can put another spin on that. Are we asking them to change, or are we point blank asking you to do your job? It's what you've been trained to do. It's what you've been asked of. It's what you, you more or less signed a contract when you came to work here to do that, yeah. right? We didn't look at you and go, hey, we don't ever want you to do a post trip. That's a waste of time. You need to get your ass in that truck and go to work. That's a waste of time doing that post trip or pre trip. Yet, you know, between this week and last, we had a truck pulled in the shop at 5 a.m. in the morning with a hole in the sidewall that luckily the driver caught in the morning that the driver that drove it the day before didn't, right. right? It was parked like that. Why wasn't your deviation light on? Why didn't you get out and do your post trip? Why didn't you hit that tire with a hammer? Right. You know, why didn't you find it? Because you didn't do your job. And that's, that is the frustrating part. You didn't do your job. So I don't believe in the 90-10 rule. You know, I, I, I don't believe what we're asking is out of line. We're just strictly asking you to do your job. We're asking you to push your button in when you leave. We're asking you to have your window down and verify your tires are rolling. We're just asking you to do very simple things. And we've learned over the course of time that it's easy to do because the, the drivers that are here that make it look easy, it is, right? They've, they've honed their craft. They've perfected what they do. They use all of their senses. They get in that seat. They're aware of what's happening. They stop when there's an issue. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to say they didn't have an accident. I'm not ever going to say I didn't have an accident. Shit happens. You know what I mean? You've, you've lost track for that one second or that one minute or you're sidetracked or, or you didn't do your job and something happened. You know, I mean, we bent another landing leg on the, on the bulkers. I mean, I think that's six landing legs we've bent. There has to be a way to stop that, and it's it's fully engaged doing your job. If you raise those landing legs up all the way, it's impossible to bend them, right? So absolutely, and we got a we got a heartfelt apology. Yeah, you know, fessed up, mess to the mess yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that kind of thing. There exactly. was nothing. There was nothing. It's not malicious, but if you back up, Jim, and do what I'm talking exactly. about, it can't it happen. It can't happen. You can't rip a mud flap off, Dave. right? It can't happen. No. So, so I guess. That's the part. And again, I'm asking, how do we get that apart? You're bringing up, maybe you need to change, right? I mean, we just continue to drive these things home and and ask, but I I don't know what else to say about it. We beat it up every week. Here's episode 90. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and and again, I I just hope, you know, because we've talked about taking the podcast to different levels, doing different things with it, all this other stuff, you know, and we're just after reaching 
are drivers, but if you leave here and go someplace, we've given you a lot of knowledge. And if you're a driver that's just listening from someplace else, landing legs are on like every freaking <laughs> yeah don't tell us you didn't you come from freight you didn't have landing legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know didn't you know we've all heard that didn't oh we've seen the dolly legs on freight trucks yeah. you know the shoes all bent the 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 old steel ones yeah. with the wheels on it they're all flat yeah, the spotted support arms are usually bent you <laughs> right know? all that kind of stuff and, it, and it's all from that yeah you know I, so. I mean, you, you, you back up just because we talked about it earlier. Do you guys think that the, the truck going off the scale at Fry's this morning, do you think that was a mechanical failure? No. Do you think something broke on at the pit? No. <laughs> what do you think it was? It's either a driver <laughs> error or, like Jim said, a medical issue. Medical, yeah. but it's yeah, strictly. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty willing to bet. It wasn't a medical issue. You know, yeah. That's just, <laughs> right. that's my years of experience willing yeah, right. to gamble on that bet. Yeah. Right? right right, then and there, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be. If we were in Vegas, odds were for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, and, and again, no no bang on, on Tom or Calabrese yeah. or anything like that. He's got that. the same drivers. Yeah. I, well, I don't believe that. I believe well, we have. A lot better. of them are the same. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them that we've let go over. I think yeah. it was an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a microburst. Yes, the, the a seismic thing, experience. The only thing, and, and we've still had it to, to. We've had it. We just had it happen a couple months ago, like you said, Jim. But yep. I would love to know if it is several things. New driver, what kind of training on the phone? You know, on the phone, all, yeah. all, all the all the details that led up to it. Or is it a longtime driver that's had other had other problems? And like us, we. We, we tolerate, we tolerate, we tolerate, and then we finally terminate. Or was it a perfect driver who never had a problem before, and this is his one thing? In yeah, it's, a, it's just a shit day. Yeah. Screwed up. So. so, you got any final thoughts? Were you done, Brother Dave? I am. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, I have more that I can add, but it's the same exact thing. I'm keep, oh, right? keep mine quick and, and light. Uh, since Ray Ray didn't have us a tips and tricks today, I'm going to steal a, a quote from him. With much love and respect, let's all have a great day. Nice. Perfect. Well, I have a uh, long and dark... No, I'm kidding. So my final thoughts... I'm actually going to name my final thought of the day. It's going to be called, Be the Cashier at 7-Eleven. So this morning, I stopped at 7-Eleven to go get some energy drinks. And uh, there's a young girl there, and I don't think I was judging at all, but you know, you're in 7-Eleven, and there's one cashier there, and there's... People waiting in line. <laughs> right? I don't think I was judging. <laughs> yeah, but... So you, know, you got here at like 5.30. Right? Well, <laughs> that's your first judgment. I'm going to be late. <laughs> it's 5, 5.08. Just right on time in my book. I think you guys were still in your pickup truck. There you go. So, as long as you're in your pickup truck, I know I'm pretty good. No, but that's the, that's the start of that judge, though. <laughs> right. And when you see that line that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at is... Yeah. You know what? That's what you're starting to judge, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and here's the thing is I have very low expectations when it comes to service outside in places. That's why I order everything on Amazon. I'm not ordering energy drinks on Amazon anymore because I really feel in my heart I'm going to quit drinking them one day. So I'm day by day right now. <laughs> so I go to 7-Eleven and I get my energy drinks and I'm waiting in line. He got a case, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry, I got, Jim. I got four and I'm, I'm probably going to give at least two of them away. Right? Um, so anyway, this girl is running two registers to make the line go quicker. And the time that she's saving is, okay, so 
this guy pays. She's waiting for his debit card to go through. She says to the next person in line, oh, I can help you over here, and goes to the other register. She's running two registers at the Rock same star. time. Seems like no big deal. Yeah. Right? It's a big deal. And she was polite and thankful and pleasant. Most people, most cashiers at 7-Eleven will run one register and not very efficiently. Right. And right? wait. Or they'll go, or they'll go, Jim, I can't open that. Yeah. It's exactly. not mine. Exactly. Yeah, I was just I was just really surprised. And Fabian, Fabian walked in right before me. What's up, Fabian? Good to see you this morning. I don't know if he noticed the same thing, but I was just impressed. So impressed. I told Jim this a few weeks ago. I moved all of my banking stuff from Wells Fargo to Belco because of a bad experience. I was with Wells Fargo for 24 years. And I went there with my wife to open a, a business account for a plan business. And we got so mistreated there. I mean, Wells Fargo in the big, they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, I show them. But I didn't show them, but I'm just not going to do business there. Absolutely. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to switch banks. Mm -hmm. Move everything. Every mm -hmm. single auto. To, I'd rather deal with that than be treated the way we were treated in Wells Fargo. The girl, the cashier at 7-Eleven treated me better than we got treated by people to open a business account in a bank. So... Be like the girl at 7-Eleven. Was it the 7-Eleven right here on 56? The 7-Eleven right yeah. on Holly, yep. You know, I've, I've, I've watched enough, you know, self-help stuff and manager stuff. You should have hired, didn't, don't even know her, you should have hired her for here, Jim. Right. I, I on the thought, spot. I thought about that and because I, I've heard, I mean, I'll go back there, I'll go back there in the morning and tell her, we got a job for you. What are you, what's she going to do though? She can't drive a truck. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> Maybe she's just taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the same thing because I've, I've been in that position. Like you meet somebody like that, you, you hire them on the spot. You offer them a job. Well, those, yeah. are the, those are those people, Jam, that you're raising your uh, abilities to meet theirs, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're the one driving the ship and they don't, even, they don't even realize it, but other people are around them trying to catch them because mm -hmm. they're so far ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's my final thought. You guys ready to say the creed on move on out of here? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Together, Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are a JFW family. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, be safe, everybody. Thank you. Safety has no blind spots. That's right. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition Any Rocky Mountain day Our fathers before us showed us the way We work for asphalt cowboys And concrete kings But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I 
here There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Those big bright shiny red trucks Got the best drivers in town They got all the tools they need To keep that hammer down When they hit them scales They won't need to dodge them Won't need to duck them they just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Breaker, Breaker 2-3 Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.